welcome to episode, I want to say six, of Optional SideQuest. It's Giorgio and Alex coming to you with a podcast focusing on video game movies. So those are movies based on video game uh, IP and also video game inspired movies. So it should be quite fun. Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I uh, was just uh, playing God of War Chains of Olympus. Because you know, oh yeah, um, I got it on. I got it on sale from the PlayStation Store for that and Ghost of Spire for four pound ninety. They were originally PSP games, weren't they? God yeah. sake! <laughs> <laughs> Any good? What, what are your thoughts? Any good? Um, if you've played one of the previous God of War games, it's basically the same. Uh, I've only played. Well, I played God of War three, so that was like probably that's probably very similar to God of War three then. But then obviously the reboot. Um, at the start of this year is vastly different, but yeah, um, yeah, it, it's same same sort of game. How is it in I comparison mean, to like I, Devil I, May Cry or, or something like that? Um, what you mean? The well, series yeah, just obviously because Devil May Cry is a you know it's a puzzle based combo, you know, adventure game. Does it does the combat sort of hold up to to Devil May Cry? Yeah, I'd say the combat holds up. The variance in weapons does not. Yeah, yeah, it's just the sword and the chains as well, isn't it? Uh, um, yeah, you, you you get your variance. You've got, I think it's like your blades of chaos in the first game, the blades of Athena in the second game, and then your blades of something or other in the third game. But they're all basically they're, the same yeah, weapons. Yeah, you've just got heavy attacks, light attacks. Um, Have you got? Yeah, do you get a I mean, bow and, in the? You get a bow in God of War three. Do you have a bow in there? Uh, you, I remember you've got like Zeus's lightning bolts in one. Yeah. I think you've got Artemis' bow in two, and I think you've got a bow in three as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, those are your range ones. I mean, the only the only other weapons that I remember from because you you get like a sword in the first game, but I it was useless. Ah. <laughs> uh, and I remember you've got you get uh, Hercules's um, Nemean Cestus in the uh, in the third game. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, hard. they're pretty cool because <laughs> you just basically punch people in the yeah. face. But yeah, I mean, I mean, in terms of gameplay, it's, I think all the games are pretty much the same. I mean, for, for me, the big selling point was always the story. I mean, is Kratos a massive dick in the game you're playing? He's a massive dick. In he, he's not. A di- he's not a massive dick in the new one. He's actually a really good character, but in the other, in the other ones, I, I had massive problems with it because I, I don't know which one it is. I think it might be like God of War two or three, but like Kratos has just been a massive dick. He's like just killing villagers and all this, and Zeus is like, "Look, mate, you've got to stop killing people, otherwise I'm going to take your powers away." And Kratos is like, "You can't oh, yeah, know what to do. I'm going to, I'm going to do what I want." So he carries on, and then Zeus takes his powers away, and now he's like. Oh, Zeus has betrayed me! <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, that that's what I was on the second yeah. game. Yeah, oh, it's like that always put me off. Crit. I think it put off, I think a lot of people were put off by him just by how terrible a character he was until obviously the new game. But yeah, I, I had some weird more fascinations. Like, how, who? What's he going to blame? Like, who's he going to blame for? You know, insert whatever happens for him now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well. Because I mean, oh yeah, go on. 
Well, I was going to say, like, because um, you know the story that he kills his, like, family in a, like, blind rage and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and the reason, and the reason and he why he's got white skin is just because of the ashes of his family, isn't it? Yeah, because um, he, he blames Ares for that. And I'm like, well, yeah, I understand Ares sort of like being a, a dick as well. Um, and if, in fact, I, re- I remember watching a video and it was basically saying how like in the first God of War, he's probably the closest he's been to relatable because as much as he was a dick in that game, he wasn't as big a dick as Ares was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then he just got progressively like crazy oh, it's so unlikable <laughs> it's just so unlikable i mean i didn't even like his look for a long time i just thought he was really boring just this boring bold guy um but at least in the new game he, you know he's got a beard he's got armor it just looks a bit more interesting but yeah i was never never a fan of kratos until this year mm. so anyways uh well i, w- I would say what i've been gonna... playing um, but I haven't played nothing. <laughs> I haven't played a game in almost two weeks, man. What? I know. It's it's an it's a purposeful drought. I'm basically I've pre ordered Red Dead. Saving yourself. Yeah. For... <laughs> I was gonna say it's like you say Yeah. Saving yourself for yeah, that. Oh yeah, I've pre ordered Red Dead, so I'm gonna be picking that up on Friday. Try to catch up on um Netflix basically. The new series of Daredevil's out, so I've been watching that. Bullseye. Oh, have you heard about up. the yeah. You heard about them cancelling Luke Cage and Iron Fist? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, I feel, hopefully it's just because Luke Cage and Iron Fist are really bad shows. I mean, I've never watched them, but they didn't look great. Um, but Daredevil's well, awesome. I, I, have you watched Daredevil? I, I, I watched the first season and I did really enjoy that. And I watched the first season of Jessica Jones. Yeah. And I thought Luke Cage, I thought Luke Cage was alright in that. So, yeah. but, but I, I, I just kind of never got back into watching uh, I, I still haven't watched the second season Daredevil I, still haven't, wa- I haven't watched any Luke Cage I haven't watched any Iron Fist you should definitely give Daredevil season 2 a go and then follow that up with Punisher season 1 because Bo- Punisher is unbelievable it's the best show that the Marvel shows on Netflix I think thank you Dick. I mean I, I know they're supposed to be doing a, a new Sabrina the te- well Sabrina yeah, TV show yeah that's how that's that's out tomorrow as well, and um, Friday as well. So I've got. To I saw the trailer. I saw, to... I saw the trailer for that. Yeah, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> I've been watching the uh, the original series. <laughs> I've got the box set. I'm on to, like, the second to last season on that now. I've just been. Re- the listener, that one. Yeah, I've just been rewatching it. All. <laughs> it holds up. <laughs> it's really good. I, I, I never finished what I all. I, I the last season I remember watching, like she'd gone to college. She dumped Harvey and she was dating Josh, Josh or something. Yeah, yeah. Josh. And then, and then it kind of stopped after that. Like I, I stopped watching it after that, and I, I don't know what happened. It goes, it goes quite basically. I mean, spoilers by the way. She basically goes to college. She dates Josh for a while. Then she graduates college and goes to like she works in like a newspaper firm, like a journalist. Yeah. And then she, I think she goes out with someone else there. And then, and then eventually she she gets back together with Harvey. Harvey King. Oh, okay. So it's a really, it's a good, it's a good end. It is a good end. But yeah, she stops using her magic for like the last season. It's like, it's, there's no magic involved at all. So it basically just becomes... It just becomes like a what? drama. <laughs> <laughs> Stand, so it becomes not a Beverly Hills 9021. Yeah, it's just Sabrina. <laughs> it's, like, it's not even Sabrina the Teenage Witch. No witching at all. And they get rid Sabrina of... Sabrina 9021. They get rid of who? They get rid of... Um, Aunt Zelda and Aunt Hilda, they're not in it anymore. Salem's not in it anymore. Wait, what? 
How can he get? How can he get rid of Sailor? He was like the best character. Well, he's only really relevant when Sabrina's living at home, isn't she? Because then, when she's obviously well, moved out, she's not going to live with the cat anymore. Well, didn't she always just like go visit them? A little bit, like towards the last season, just to sort of keep them relevant. But then, by the last season, they're all gone, man. Oh, did they say where they went, or did they just? <laughs> I can't remember. I haven't got that far yet, but I think they just write <laughs> them out <laughs> somehow. <laughs> They went through the closet and never came back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, awesome Sabrina talk. But what we're here for is to talk about video game movies, video game inspired movies. What have you got for me? What do you want to kick off with, Gag? Well, I watched Hardcore Henry yesterday. Okay. In preparation, in preparation for this. So that's like a first person. Um, is it first person throughout the whole film? It is. Is that nauseating um, or is it? <laughs> Go on, tell me, tell, me about, tell me about Hardcore Henry. It was impressive. Yeah. I'll give it that. Yeah, yeah. The reviews were but, really good for it when it came out, I believe. Um, I mean, I watched it yesterday. I could barely remember anything from it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not in a bad... Like, I enjoyed it when I watched it, but I, I think it's because it was constantly in first person that you can really focus on anything. Yeah. The only thing, the only thing I remember that I quite that I quite enjoyed, which I thought was quite funny, was... um. Uh, can't remember his name, but the guy from District Nine, Charlotte Copley. Yeah, him. Yeah, uh, he, he, he's in it. South African. And um, <laughs> he he turns up in all these like different um, uh, sort of ghettos because um, spoilers. Uh, he's act- he's actually like a paraplegic, and he's just basically got m- loads of clones of himself that he basically just controls. Right. Okay. Uh, so, like, he turns like the first time you meet him, he's um, helping Henry out, and he gets like. But what's what's shot. the what's the plot of the film? Like, what what's it actually about? Um, Henry wakes up and uh, he's kind of got amnesia, and he um, gets told he was rebuilt by his wife, and uh, he he's been he was basically this evil corporate guy is trying to get him. To be part of his like cyborg army. So it's Jason Bourne meets cyborg, <laughs> or something. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the most impressive parts are the stunt work. Really. I mean. I mean, to do it in first again, person, that that has got. To be yeah. Cool. Again, the, I mean, the, the entire thing, the entire thing is in first person, so it's really impressive how they managed to get that done. In fact, I was reading up on it. Um, Henry was played by like three or four different people. Yeah. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. Um, I think two of them ended up having to stop because they ended up with like neck problems because of the, the thing that they had to wear to get it the, like the first person camera. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was quite impressive. But I mean, again, the irony is everybody always wants like more accurate video game movies. But like I mean, this. it's not based on a on a game, is it? It's just it's, it's got it's, it's inspired by the first person perspective. Yeah, and it's trying to use those tropes to sort of I don't know. It's trying to it's it's difficult. What's the audience for that film? It's not obviously it's not. An, I mean, is it an audience for people who like first person shooters? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I mean, it's kind of. I mean, the plot's kind of like standard amnesiac tries to defeat bad guy kind of thing. Yeah. So I mean, in terms of that, it's you know it could appeal to most people, but then the gimmick of being a first person 
there are there will be people who be like I don't, I don't want to be like you know watching a movie from the first person's perspective for yeah. an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. So, I I don't know. But in terms of um, the first person perspective, uh, it's a difficult word to say. I remember watching the the Doom movie uh, with The Rock. And it had that, yeah, it had like that. What was it like? It was like a five-minute scene, like towards the end, where Carla yeah. just goes full, full first person. I remember watching that, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is like the best, <laughs> the best thing I've ever seen." You see, the funny thing is, something how that worked was good because it was like a little short bit, and it kind of like left you wanting more in a way. Yeah, and it, how... it was, and it was such a nod to the obviously the the source material as well. So yeah. So obviously you got trying to get movie fans on board with the with the law and the, and the you know just the rock in 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 space, and then the actual nod to the gameplay itself, which I thought was really interesting because I don't know if you saw there's a there's a short film on YouTube, uh, it's like an Uncharted movie, and it's got Nathan Fillion as Nathan Drake, uh, Stephen Lang as uh, Victor Sullivan, and it's just yeah. it's like a ten minute short film. And it's really good. You should watch it. And it, 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 it does like the whole sort of short film thing or the movie thing. And then it just before it gets to the action, the camera angle goes behind Nathan Fillion like it does in the in the games, like when you're controlling Nathan Jake. And it's like it literally looks like a, the, you're about to take control of a character after a cut scene. And it was yeah. and it's awesome. It is awesome. You should totally watch it because you've been playing the chat as well. Yeah. It's, it's going off on a tangent. It's been very annoying. I keep getting killed by these zombie people. Dude, just put the difficulty down to easy, man. I'm on normal. It's like I can't. <laughs> I can't do. I can't. I can't. I used. I used to be an easy person, but then like I got to the point. I, I can't remember who it was. I think we were at school, and somebody. It was. You know, it's like one of those like one of the nerdy kids who was like, "Oh, I've I've beat every game on hard." Yeah. Um, so I ended up sort of bumping up to normal, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm a normal person." <laughs> <laughs> I like to put games on normal sometimes, but it depends on the game because I don't. I, it's just it's, it's a time thing. Like if I, you know, if if you find the time and you've got like I don't know a couple of hours, three hour slots, to you know, you've got a session, you can really get a gaming session on the go. I don't want to be pe- just playing it on hard and be stuck on the same level all night, and then just feel like I've made no progress on the game. I, I I like to have a bit of difficulty, but something that you, you know you can kind of reasonably do on the first or second try. Yeah, I like yeah, I like to be challenged for sure, but I don't want to be stuck. You know, I've I've done games before. I mean, there there's a there's a Wolfenstein two. There's a trophy in that game for completing the whole thing on the hardest difficulty in one sitting. That... In one sitting. So you can't even save it. You can't even save it. You've got to literally do it all in one go. And I just see that trophy. I'm like, fuck you. I'm like, fuck you to the developers of that game. Because who... People do it. There's YouTube videos of people doing it. But that is ridiculous. I thought you were going to say something like go through the entire game on the highest difficulty without dying or something. Yeah, without dying. But with no save. I mean... You know, they, it's not they a just short ma- game either, man. It's like a, it's a, it's a good six to eight hour game, and it's you know, and it's hard on easy. It's hard on easy mode. <laughs> I mean, you know, they make these trophies just for that. Okay, what sad bastards are going to be able to do this? <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's just it just makes it impossible. It's um, 
But yeah. Just like yeah, uh, on hard mode, but yeah. Um, you see, uh, going um going back to Doom, I can remember like um watching like YouTube reviews and reading reviews and stuff like that, and basically saying how people think it's like terrible because it's like such a disservice to the to the source material. Um, but then it's like but... what source material? It's like a PC game that had literally just a mouse and you just click and you just shoot monsters but when you think about it the first two games are literally like i mean i know people are like oh demons from hell you just blow them up but like and they didn't and in the in the movie they didn't have anything relating to hell well they they had the symbolism of all oh, this you know research center was hell it, yeah that sort of, so symbolism but um i mean doom one and doom two were basically just like you basically I don't think you had cuts. I mean, I I've only played the part of the first game, and it was literally like you press start, you basically you. It's literally like you know, um, one of those old school games. You probably you press start, you're in the level, and then you just shoot. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think um the the movie was supposed to be closer, like it was supposed to be more like Doom Three, which was supposed to be a bit more horror-y and a bit have like more of those aspects. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a game about shooting monsters, and the film was about shooting monsters. Let's be, let's be real. I mean, it, it, I mean, I, I will admit they, they, to, um, they could have done more. Like, you know, they could have had more for the BFG because they don't even use the BFG. I know, part, but, right? I know, but when, uh, when the Rock finds the gun and then he just shoots it, and then he just, and then he stares at the gun. And I can't even remember what the line he said. But... <laughs> Just like he just stands at the gate, like, oh my god. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I, I did want that gun to be used to like shoot some big, beefy, like, you know, monster thing. Just yeah, like, you know, yeah. that would have been cool. Or heck, even use it like right at the end where, like, you know, Carl Evans shoots like the box face off or something. <laughs> yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah. Um, and, um, and, um, another movie I watched recently was uh, Warcraft. Yes, yes, Warcraft. I really enjoyed the Warcraft movie. I think it's awesome. I think the special effects are great. I think the story's really interesting. Uh, I have never played Warcraft, but from the looks of it, it sort of respects the source material and the lore. I think it's a good um, movie. Well, I, I only ever completed Warcraft 3 um, from beginning to end. I, I never completed Warcraft 1 because... Anybody who completes Warcraft 1 is a trooper because I, I first started playing Warcraft 1 when I was like, I want to say 8, and it's an RTS, and the fact that I was 8 years old and playing an RTS was like, mentally its own, right? Yeah. <laughs> but so hard. Yeah. Um, and I do remember, I think I'm, I might have completed Warcraft 2, um, I, I will say using cheats, but you know, again, I was like, 11 or 12, so... <laughs> I think we went uh, through your uh, Warcraft history on a previous podcast. I can't remember which one it was now. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it definitely had some characters that I recognised, like um, Duratan. Um, I think, because, you, you know... He... Dude, these are just names to me, man. I just remember the Orc and um, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Vikings. Yeah, D- D- Duratan's the... Uh, the, the main Orc guy who, like, he... Uh, um, that was his son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I think because I think his son, like in the games, his son's supposed to be Thrall, um, and Medivh is the. I think Medivh is pretty much how he is in the games. Like he's supposed to be. He starts off, it seems, as a good guy, but then he's like a bad guy. But then it turns out he's not actually a bad guy. He's kind of being controlled as being a bad guy, and then he dies. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like that. And again, the thing I find quite interesting is basically Warcraft is. It's, I mean, all of these sorts of films, games, what have you, are all basically ripping off like Lord of the Rings anyway, in some form or fashion. Yeah. Well, that's so, high fantasy, isn't it? Really. Pretty much. Um, and so you can't, I, I can't see if it, I mean, again, I, I'm not entrenched in the Warcraft lore, but from what I know of it, it kept like a decent amount of it. Yeah. So I didn't see anything wrong with it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, but I didn't enjoy it as a Warcraft fan because obviously I didn't play the game, but as a, as a film, I thought it was, you know, I thought it was a perfectly fine serviceable film. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen worse fantasy movies. <laughs> yeah, I've seen worse fantasy movies, and I've seen worse games based on video uh, movies based on video games for sure. Um, <laughs> but I mean, in terms of like a, uh, a movie that I was really excited for because I I'm a massive fan of the game series was the new was the Assassin's Creed movie with uh, Michael Fassbender, Marion Cotillard, Jeremy Irons. I was really excited for that movie. Um, and it wasn't that bad. It actually wasn't that bad. But I still haven't seen it. But I mean, I was. I, 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 you, I, have you played many of the Assassin's Creed games? I've only played the first one. Okay. Okay. Well, fine. Well, it it was good in that it didn't it didn't take um, one of the stories already established from the game. So it set it set itself in uh, the Spanish Inquisition, which hasn't been you know it hasn't been in one of the games. So that was cool. But did it do that thing where it basically took elements from the games and just just basically made its own story? Sort of thing? It did, yeah. So I mean, it still used the animus and the modern day elements, and then going into like the, obviously the the trying to you know defeat the templars you know had had the elements from the from the, from the games in there and the action was very good you know it's good it was you know it's a good movie i was surprised at how good it was because when the trailers came out to it and in the trailers they're using the a kanye west song in the trailer yeah because nothing says spanish inquisition like a kanye west rap song i was like what i was like what is it what is this marketing like this is terrible, and I was just, I was outraged. I refused to see the movie. I was like, "What? Why are they putting Kanye West on? Is it to try and like get some fucking fourteen-year-old boys to like come see the movie or something?" Because it, it just didn't speak to me as an Assassin's Creed fan. I was like, "Why are they playing this music into the in the trailer?" And I was just outraged. I was outraged, and then I went to see the. Well, I didn't went to see the film. It came on Sky. I popped it on. And I was I was pleasantly surprised that the film, you know, it was entertaining. I wasn't bored. It respected the the sort of the action and the storytelling of Assassin's Creed. And I think in terms of if it was if they used Ezio and they used the Italian Renaissance and they really like captured the you know the more epic themes of the of the you know those games, then you know it could have it was it's as good as an Assassin's Creed movie could get. But in terms of outside of that. As a fan of the series, it was fine. It was fine. I'll never watch it again. Um, but yeah, it was okay. Um, speaking of Ubisoft games, I, I have a soft. I mean, I haven't watched it in years, but I remember really liking the Prince of Persia movie. Really? Because I was I was going to talk to you about this. 
Go on, defend. Tell me, just go on. Just tell me. <laughs> tell me. Tell me why. Defend yourself. I mean, I mean, again, I, I, I haven't watched it in a while, but I, I mean, I like Jake Gyllenhaal. I thought Jim Arterton was well. Jim Arterton yeah, is an yeah. attractive, good actress. Yeah. Um, you can't go wrong with Ben Kingsley as the evil, you know, vizier. You really can't. And Jerry Bruckheimer, big budget Disney film. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I know they were they were sort of like doing their own spin on it. Um, but I, I mean, I thought the action was quite good. I thought some of the like the stunts and special effects were quite good because I mean, the, no matter how much you you obviously don't like the film, you have to admit that the sort of like reverse time like effects were quite cool. Yeah, it was. It had such good production value. I mean, I I don't think the action was very good myself. I thought it was very choppy and and quite shaky. I mean, I haven't seen. I've seen the film once, and it was years ago. But I remember I really didn't like it, and I was a ma- I'm a massive Prince of Persia fan. It's a series that I want to come back in, you know, I want a new Prince of Persia game really badly. Um, I thought Jake Gyllenhaal was great. I, you know, I like Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm sure there were people at the time that complained that Jake Gyllenhaal was cra- cast as the Prince of Persia, but, you know, I don't really well, care. I mean, I mean, technically speaking, he's half Jewish, so his family is, you know, from that world. I was surprised that um, Ben Kingsley was like, he's like half Indian, Indian? Or, yeah, I was like, oh, awesome, because his name is not Ben Kingsley at all. His real name, his real name is something very exotic, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, well, I mean, I I, I always joke that Ben, the majority of Ben, you know how the majority of Ben Kingsley's roles is always playing the bad guy. Yeah, unless it's I Simon Gray. I, I, I always make a, I always make a joke. It's because like it's because he played Gandhi back in the eighties that he's basically like, well, <laughs> trying to make me typecast as Gandhi. <laughs> well, I played arguably the most peaceful man. Yeah, <laughs> literally the the most goodiest goody ever. <laughs> let's, let's make up for him. I like playing some evil people. No, I mean, I. I mean, Prince of Persia. It, 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 I mean, it flopped, didn't it? They obviously they never made a sequel for it. They wanted to sort of. Um, yeah, they wanted to. They, they but, wanted it to be their next sort of um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Sort of I don't thing. think it flopped. Well, I think it, I think it made its budget back, but it, yeah, it didn't really justify a series yeah. being made on it. Basically, yeah. I mean, I really can't remember it, and I have no inclination to watch it again. In fairness, um, anything else you want to add about Prince of Persia? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> What, is, I mean, what I, more is there I, to say? I, I mean, I, well, I mean, I, I will say this. I, as much as I like the Prince of Persia movie, I think I think the Scorpion King's a better Prince of Persia movie. Yeah, I can, I can, I can allow that. That and no offense to Joe Gyllenhaal, but the, I, I think the Rock's far more charismatic for that sort of. The Rock, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was the Rock's like it was his first movie as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was his first name. Was, I mean, he was sort of in The Mummy Returns as like some CGI scorpion thing. Yeah, he was in The so Mummy like... Returns for five minutes at the start and then five minutes at the end as a CGI yeah. scorpion thing. Good film. That was, that was a good film. I actually I actually saw caught that movie on TV. Uh, so I think it was like ITV2 or something. And it does not hold up. But as a, as a cheesy... Wait, the Scorpion King. It was a really entertaining like popcorn movie. I was surprised at how entertaining it was. But like I re- I actually rewatched the Mummy uh, fairly recently 
and that film really didn't hold up. Like that, it was, it was, so, it was bad. It was the. What most... you mean the first, oh, the first Brendan Fraser one? Yeah. It didn't I hold mean... up, man. It was, it was very, it was really cliched and cheesy and just not good. And I remember honestly, that movie. I, I watched it like probably start of the start of the year. Yeah. I, I think minus the effects, um, the first two still hold up. I, I, really, I, I like The Mummy Returns more than the original Mummy. I think The Mummy I mean, Returns is a great film. If, if you think of them as basically, I don't want to say re, like, sort of variations on, I mean, a lot of people seem to not like them because they seem to be way too similar to Indiana Jones. But I watched Indiana Jones way after I watched The Mummy anyway, so it doesn't really bother me. What about, so, have you watched the, um, the new Mummy film with Tom Cruise? No. Nah, it's quite I, good. It's quite good. Uh, well, I don't know. There's a, I mean... shoe, there's a lot of shoehorning Russell Crowe as uh, Dr. Jekyll to try and... Because uh, they wanted to do a dark universe, like shared universe thing with like Frankenstein, the mummy. Yeah. And, you know, all those monsters. But... <laughs> Female mummy, because I, I thought that was kind of cool. Like, oh, you know, instead of, you know, uh, mummy wants to bring his like girlfriend back to life, he'd be like, um, you know. And I... I I, I did watch a video where it was basically sort of like summarizing the plot and it was saying, Oh yeah, she killed her she kills her baby brother because she wants to be like queen and like her baby brother would have been Pharaoh instead. I was like, Oh yeah, okay, that's kinda of cool and but then it just kinda of goes off back to oh her you know, her boyfriend's dead and she wants to bring him back to life as well. So I was like, Oh yeah. Bit... Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was okay. But I mean in terms of um video game inspired movies I think we have to talk about Scott Pilgrim vs. the World I think that is the seminal video game inspired movie um well well, we'll talk about that but then I'll talk about like another one afterwards okay okay <laughs> I mean I like I like Scott Pilgrim vs. the World I think it's I think, I think it was very um overblown in how you know how you know it's the best video game movie ever made all this all this sort of thing I think it's a good movie I think I, I like the they they had like eight bit mechanics in there. They have um, like a like a life bar when you know Scott Pilgrim in the sort of the final boss face off, which I thought was really cool. Um, it's, it's, like it's, 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 it's got a lot of nods to video games, which I really enjoyed. And Mary yeah, Elizabeth Weinstead as well. Um, you know what's really funny about that that film? Yeah, is Kieran Culkin. <laughs> Well, no, not that, but Captain, Captain America, isn't it? And so is Captain Marvel. Really? I didn't even remember that. I didn't re- <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Well, yeah, um, Chris, Chris Evans is... Um, oh, oh, he's one of the boyfriends, isn't he? Yeah. One of the ex-boyfriends. Um, and he's Brandon, one... Brandon Roos in it as well, isn't he? Yeah, so, so basically, Scott Pilgrim has Captain America, Captain Marvel, and Superman. <laughs> that's badass. <laughs> So yeah, um, uh, Chris Evans is playing the the actor boyfriend. Uh, Brandon Ruth is playing the the vegan boyfriend, and um, Captain Marvel is playing uh, Scott's uh, ex girlfriend. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, she's like a massive bitch, isn't she? Yeah. So oh. it, it's really it's really quite funny how like this movie has like three different like yeah, <laughs> and they all went on to big things, and then Michael Sarah became um... Michael Sarah. <laughs> Michael Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently he's a massive dick in real life. Really? Well, it, I saw um, Molly's game, and he played. Um, 
He plays like some really massive like dick poker player, and apparently he's sort of based. His character is based off Toby Maguire, who used to go to like poker games, and we would just like rinse everyone. Um, I thought that was really interesting. Well, this this guy that I follow on Instagram, uh, uh, he used to be like uh, in a band, and apparently he he met Marcus Harris something or other, and he Marcus Marcus Harris just apparently being like a massive dick. So. He just seems really awkward. But what was I, there? What... Oh, go on. That's what I thought. I mean, I thought Marcus Harris doesn't seem like the kind of dickish person. It doesn't but then really again, seem again... like he's acting. He's just like yeah. being but awkward. Then again, I, but then again, I guess if you've got like a some sort of celebrity going on you've, you've probably like your ego is probably like increased like especially when you're fall. young as well if you're if you're like a an early 20s could... millionaire oh god i'd be insufferable yeah but yeah i mean um i did like um scott pilgrim's quite good when like they but they te- they like blow up into coins they uh... yeah it has a lot of, no i mean i like i like how it's got the strengths and weaknesses you know at the start of the film like it says what scott program likes and, and you know kieran Culkin. um yeah no it's good i, I really want to read the comics yeah yeah that's um... supposed to be really good the game was supposed to be really good as well it's like an 8-bit um over the top action game supposed to be quite good yeah. but i, I um <laughs> But you say there's a there's a um, so what's the the movie you were going to refer to then as the the seminal video game inspired movie? Crank. Crank. <laughs> Dude, crank's all you, man. That's all we. Crank starring Jason Statham. It is. How many crank, how many crank films are there? Two. <laughs> doesn't he? Doesn't he need to? So he needs to what? Keep his heart going at a certain rate or something? Yeah. In the first one, um, he gets drugs. Um, and he basically has to keep his adrenaline going, otherwise um, he will die. Okay. Um, and uh, basically, so he, basically the entire game, he's, he's not game. <laughs> See, it's, it's such a video game. I'll call it a game. Um, he goes through, he, he's going through the entire like movie, and he's basically doing all the stuff to keep his adrenaline going. Like he's basically he does coke. He's like driving really fast down the wrong side of the street. Um, Has he got to have sex as well? Is that that's like he a... bangs his girlfriend in, in the middle of Chinatown? <laughs> Jesus. Um, he, he uses um, the defibrillators uh, on himself. Uh, he starts snorting um, uh, the you know the things that um, you use to clear your nose um, with. Apparently, they've got like trace amounts of like adrenaline in them. Oh right, okay. Like, well, like what, well, like Vic. Yeah, yeah, he, like he just snorts a whole lot of like Vic stuff, okay. um, and and he, he also like as around like shooting people and like and so all is that, that sort of is stuff. that why you sort of refer to it as a video game inspired movie in terms of he's got to keep his sort of health up? Yeah, well, I think I basically think of, yeah that, and also it's basically just a GTA game. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically like a mishmash of GTA missions slammed together with with a sort of like. Um, the the you know do stuff to keep your health up sort of thing. Yeah, it works. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and spoilers at the end. He's he's basically like fighting the bad guy who killed him on the top of a building, and they end up basically fighting in a helicopter. Both get they both throw, get thrown out of the helicopter, and they're falling to the ground. He breaks the guy's neck. He then calls his girlfriend, and then he falls down. And then hits the car, <laughs> and then falls down, and then 
falls off the car and then lands on the street and then it just ends, but then you hear his heartbeat. <laughs> okay. I go into Act 2, where um, some gangsters end up... Uh, I mean, I have seen human age, but basically his heart gets stolen and it get, gets replaced with, like, a generator. <laughs> so he basically has to keep, like... So he's got to have electricity, him. like, powering him up. Or... <laughs> shocking himself to, to, uh, to keep going. Um, I can't remember that much about Crank 2, because I haven't seen it in ages. But um, Crank 1 but... is definitely up there. In terms so when of, you like... think of video game movies, Crank is number one on the list? Well, in terms of, well video, definitely inspired. in terms of video games, inspired yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know there's loads of... Uh, have you seen any of the uh, Uwe Boll uh, video game inspired movies? No, but we can definitely go into them. In, in terms of um, just one more sort of video game inspired movie before we go back to sort of video game movies. Um, I did want to give an honourable mention to Wreck-It Ralph. Um, I haven't seen Wreck-It Ralph, actually. I think you'd really enjoy it because the premise is really good. It's really relatable uh, in terms of the games. And obviously you've got guest appearances by Pac-Man, you know, um, the oh, what's his name from Street Fighter with the, with the helmet, that like the military officer. Bowser's um, oh, in there. It's just all—it's really cool. It's really good. And then the new one, I think, is based uh, more in sort of like the internet and online gaming, so it could be quite cool. But yeah, I think don't think you give it a watch. Okay, I'll, I'll uh, look into that. Yeah, no, really good film. Really good film. Um, but yeah, so the U Ball movie. So what did U Ball make? So he made Alone in the uh, Dark. Far Cry. Yeah, he made Alone in the Dark, Far Cry, Blood Rain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Postal. See, I, I haven't watched any of. He made an, it was like in the name of the king as well. It was another one I think he made. Yeah, I, I don't know if that was personally. Yeah. I really enjoy Far Cry, the game series, but I really don't think I should watch the film. I just don't think I should do it. Well, I, I've I've seen like clips of it. And I, I I I mean, it's basically so. Like they, I, these I, aren't I, just the... bad movies in terms of the scripting and the story and. You know, these are meant to be bad movies for every possible aspect that a movie could be ba- bad on. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's like... Um... like the, These are like room. <laughs> Ish. No, no. <laughs> comedic value, though. <laughs> Unintentional comedic value. Yeah. But um, I, I don't know if uh, any of the Eva Bell movies actually have that. Yeah. I mean, I've not, I've not watched any of them. I just... I, just... I mean, they're not really games that I, you know, I do enjoy Far Cry, but obviously that, the movie came out before really Far Cry 3 onwards came out, so it's not modern day well, Far yeah, Cry. It's based on Far Cry 1, which... Yeah, and no, no one played Far Cry 1. Well, I think that, uh, people played Far Cry 1, it's just that not as many people played Far Cry 1. It was in mainstream, yeah, when when the first Far Cry came out. Um, have, so have you watched any of them? Have you actually sat down and watched one of these movies? No, I've I've only seen like again I've only seen clips. So okay, um, fine. Some some series of films that I, I do think uh, would be sort of up for an interesting debate, which I I don't get the massive massive hit. Well, I kind of get it, but I kind of don't at the same time. Okay. Um, are the Resident Evil movies. Yes, yes. I complete. Yes. I'm glad you brought these up. I go on. T- I, mean, I, just want to say, I just want to say, I really love the first Resident Evil movie. I've seen Apocalypse 
after that, and then uh, I can't remember. The th- Extinction was the third one. I, I liked Apocalypse. I didn't really like Extinction, and then I and then I fell off. I haven't watched any of the other ones since then. I only watched the first day as well, but the, th- the thing for me is okay. I, I've only played um, the only Resident Evil games I have played are Code Veronica <clears throat> four, four, and five. Yeah. Um, so I, I obviously have a essentially a sort of novice understanding of, of the games. Yeah. Um, but from what I can gather, if, if I'm just going by the games that I have played, the stories are stupid. I mean, you can you can dress them up as as much as you want. They're stupid. A, a massive multi you know national uh, conglomerate um, you know basically making like you know. Bio weapons, Zero, like. yeah, bio weapons, virus breaks out, <laughs> and it always just goes tits up, and then like, uh, you know, some rogues like and the cops come in, yeah, yeah, and like you know, some people who just happen to be at the place at the time have to sort it out is stupid. Yeah, I mean, so essentially, all the. The stories and the, the films themselves are basically just sort of taking influence from the stupidity of the, of the game. I mean, I, I can kind of see being annoyed that um, Mediovich, like they created Mediovich's character, Alice. I mean, I like that. I, I like that. I, I think it really distinguishes itself as a, it's its own sort of thing, as its own sort of entity. Like instead of having the 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 movie series focus around Claire Redfield or Leon or or Chris Redfield, I think having its own original character with those video game characters sort of around that, I mean, they're, they're nothing more but cameos, really. Um, yeah. I, 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 mean, think, I think it's great. I think, yeah, I, I think that's a good way to to frame it. It has its original characters and original story, but it's set in the Resident Evil universe, and that's what changes itself from the games. Let's be honest. Were any of the sort of, quote unquote me- like the characters from the games really that memorable? I mean, they're iconic for sure. I mean, in terms, I, I mean, I couldn't really tell you their backstory or, or their motivations, but you know what Leon Kennedy looks like. You know what Chris Redfield looks like. I, I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, like everybody knows what they look like, but I mean, I, I, if, unless you're like a massive diehard. Yeah, no, I really. I mean, I, I'm a you know, I'm a fan. I've played you know, from four onwards, and I really couldn't tell you anything about Leon Kennedy other than that he's a police officer. <laughs> I really couldn't tell you anything more than that. Yeah, I mean, the only thing, the only thing I, uh, the only things I can remember about Leon is that he was, it was like his first day on the job in Resident Evil 2. Somewhere along the lines, he became an FBI agent. <laughs> yeah. And he, he has a thing for Ada Wong. <laughs> yeah. Ada Wong. about it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, uh, Chris is very is basically always, is always angry and in fact ironically the, the only character that has any personality that I, I always seem to like know stuff about and I kind of enjoy is Wesker. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, I remember. I mean, I don't remember Wesker in the films. I think he was very. I think he was quite prominent in the last film, whatever it was called. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, he's an awesome character in the games. I remember the, like, the final boss fight in Resident Evil Five was fucking difficult and I did really enjoy Rice. I thought the cutscenes were really cool um, but yeah like I, really I remember that, that. Um, he, he uh, in Code Veronica he has this sort of really cool fight with um, uh, the main bad guy in that which was Alexia Ashford yeah 
Um, they have this sort of, like really cool cutscene fight, uh, and it was basically just it basically shows that Wesker does not care either way about anybody. He's just like, I, uh, I just, I just need the serum to get paid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I thought that was quite cool. But yeah, I mean, the, I, I, I really, I like the first film. I, I really like the second film. I thought the third one was all right. Um. From what I can remember. Yeah, I really yeah. like it. I just don't like desert settings. Like anything set in like a desert, like apocalyptic setting, I just find it really uninteresting. It's why I've never gravitated towards Mad Max. Um, you know, I just don't like the desert. I just find it a really boring setting. So that I was just really put off extinction. Just give me anything in a city or a jungle or the fucking Arctic. I'm there, but a desert, I'm out. I mean, and. So, something, something else that I, I always think, like, if the Resident Evil films were called something else, I think they'd be... F- a, I mean, yeah, sure, people would probably still, you know, have a go at them for their B-movie appeal and stuff. But I, th- I think they probably have a bit more... People would be a bit more lenient on them. I'd agree with you, but I also think if they weren't called Resident Evil films, they wouldn't have made a fraction of the money that they've made. Um, as fe- at least in terms of the first film, if that film came out and it was, I don't know, just just some generic action movie with Mila Jovovich in, you know, it, m- it might have been okay, but it wouldn't have any, it wouldn't have made anywhere near the money that the Resident Evil just name brand alone gave it. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, I, 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 it's I, hard to really sell new IP, really, isn't it? Especially, I, 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 was, gonna, I, I was gonna liken it to um, Underworld because I mean, if, I always preferred Underworld to Resident Evil. Yeah, but um, I, I, I obviously don't know. I don't know what the budget difference was between those movies. No, I mean, I, I, if I remember rightly, I mean, I think Resident Evil was. I mean, I can't remember the the large budgets, but I mean, the first Resident Evil, I think it made it gross. Like, you know, it wasn't like a massive blockbuster, like 180 million, you know, something around that sort of not lines it made. But I think it was yeah. only it, it was only sort of only cost about 50 million to make it, if that. Um, yeah. So the rule of thumb is, you make triple your money back, then you know you've got a profit. So as long as the Resident Evil films were consistently banging out, you know, two hundred million, especially oh. I think the the three hundred the three D one that came out, um, I think that made quite a, quite a fair amount just because of three D ticket prices. But yeah. yeah. Oh, um, do you want to talk about the big one? What's the big one, Mario? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad that you were on the same page there. All I'm going to say is the Goombas and Dennis Hopper as Bowser. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> That's a monkey. Dog shit. It is dog shit. <laughs> monkey. I don't even remember it. I don't, I only just I remember just the 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 imagery. And just the the to the costume. It was weirdly. I, I mean, it looks like, it looks cool. It, I mean, it, it does. But if, why if you, you make the Mario movie like that, it's just oh, it just baffles me. I, I think I think one of my favorite bits was the fact that he's called Mario Mario and Luigi. It's Luigi <laughs> yeah, it's Mario. I mean, I suppose it's the Mario Brothers, isn't it? So yeah. it kind of makes sense. No, but the thing is, they're, they're father and son. <laughs> Oh, okay. No, that's stupid then. <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, it's like Mario, Mario, and it's Luigi the Mario Mario. brothers, but they're father and son. Oh, it just baffles me. I mean, 
with the time it came out, what year did it come out? It was 1980 something. I think it was 91. I want to say. Oh, fine. So, okay. So, peak sort of what? NES, SNES, Mario era. Um, I mean, this is what I want to ask you though. Before the the rumors are, Nintendo are gonna they want to make a, a new Mario movie in the coming years. So, like, they, I think they've they've announced that they're making one, or you know, or they've got a studio that's making one, something along those lines. How do you make a Mario movie? Just just modern day. How do you make that movie? Do you animate it? Do you have Mario talk? Do you have him just do Mario like talk or talk in Italian accent? Like, how do you make that movie? How does it work? Uh, <laughs> I am I'd, be, thinking... I'd be inclined to say it has to be animated. It would have to be an animated movie. You can't do live action. Unless it's a mix of the two. Mm, well, I, I mean, the only thing I think of is like motion capture, but then like... It's, a, I mean, it's difficult. Like, do, would you have like Italian... Do you, do you have Mario talk throughout the movie? That, I suppose that should be my first question. What Should Mario talk throughout the movie other than just saying his name or making noises? And if he does talk, does he talk in an Italian accent or does he just talk, like, in- English? I don't know, just hire... <laughs> no, you know what they should... <laughs> I mean, what, you know what they should do? They should hire, like, um, Al Pacino to, like, voice him or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! So it's just, like, some h- hyper-violent, <laughs> just, like, gangster... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you, have, right, do you think he should have an accent? Should he have the accent in the movie, though? Should he have an Italian accent, or should he just um, talk? Italian American, maybe like New York or something. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, th- I don't think it should be like massively exaggerated. Plus, I mean, as bad as it is to say, you'd probably get people who would probably complain about. Well, yeah, I mean, you get you get people who complain about it regardless, but yeah, like, there'll always be people, people complaining. I think you get people who would be complaining about, I don't know, stereotypes and stuff. So basically, yeah. if you if you were to if you were to basically get like um, sort of like an Italian American from like New York or something to voice him, then it'd be fine. Well, it, it'd probably be okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean Mario's sort of like Mario the character is very vague anyway because the only the only things we, we you know about him even though he's been around for like 30 plus years is that he's Italian and a plumber and that's it See, I mean what I feel with um, with the Mario movie is it has to be animated because I don't think you can have it live action because I, I, I think you could possibly get away with motion capture but then like could, but then that doesn't really have the broad appeal I think if you if you base the the models off the game, then you could maybe do it. But I just don't I just don't think Mario movie really work. I just don't think the Mario games work as a movie. I mean, the plot is Princess Peach gets stolen, kidnapped by Bowser. Mario and Luigi rescue her with with help from fucking mushrooms along the way. I just I don't know if it needs a movie. I just don't know because the, the Ratchet and Clank movie came out and that was animated, and it was animated very well. But in, compared to the game, it was just, it was, it, you know, the plot of the game and the movie were exactly the same, but the game was just so much better. It was just so much more, yeah, the, the movie was just a, a, a subpar animated movie. I think, and I think this is just kind of inadvertently the problem when you try and adapt a video game to a movie. Unlike, I mean, 
unless it's something along lines of, I mean, going back to Prince of Persia and Assassin's Creed and stuff like Warcraft, unless, yeah. un- unless sort of like the sort of plot surrounding it is inadvertently based on sort of very similar sort of like literature slash um, that basically like literature or, or similar type stories, it's not going to work. Because no. um, like you watch the Castlevania um, Netflix show, right? I love the Castlevania Netflix show. The season two of that coming out um, on Friday. I mean, that works because, I mean, as, as, as basic as it is that, you know, the Castlevania series is basically the Belmont family, you know, fight Dracula. That, but it tells a really captivating story around you, that. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've got, like, um, that's kind of already based on, you know, similar stuff. Like, I, I mean, I guess you could say the original um, similarity to the original Dracula novel, pretty much every other sort of, like, vampire story since. Yeah. Um, but something well, like, like Mario or... Sonic or Crash Mario, I mean, speaking yeah, of Sonic, they're making a Sonic but... movie. They're making a Sonic movie with Jim Carrey as uh, Dr. Robotnik. But, again, I don't see how... I just don't know. I mean, Sonic. I mean, the Sonic games, are, you basically just hold down right on the directional pad and press jump a few times. Um, yeah, and, and I mean, when they tried to get story heavy, they just kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, what story can you really... What captivating story that's going to excite adults and children can you tell in this modern day when you've got animated films like i mean we're just assuming that it's going to be animated but you know when you've got animated films that are coming out like pixar and disney and dreamworks like they, the the and these are original stories for the most part like how can you possibly tell a story that i mean isn't really that interesting in the games and Adapt it for the for the for the cinema and still satisfy the fans of the game because let's face it, those are the ones that are going to pay to go see it before anyone else. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I just I really don't know. I don't I don't have the answer to, to what they can what they can do. Um, obviously, they I tried mean, to make a Mario movie. It sucked. Um, maybe thirty years later, they've learned their lessons. I don't know. I mean, everybody seems to be all hyped for. The Witcher guy. Yeah, yeah, but then is uh, is the Witcher series going to is it go, is that going to be based off the games? Is it going to draw from the games or is it going to draw from you know the books? Um, I don't know, but I you know I, I feel like that could be good. I feel like TV shows can tell uh, can adapt video game storylines a lot better than a movie can because you know the games they're like you know a, a game the, the Witcher game for example it's like 30, 40 hours long just for the story. Um, and obviously, through a TV show, you've got ten or more, you know, forty-five minute episodes to really develop the characters and the world and the lore and the story, and and you can still be faithful to the games because you're not really missing anything out or condensing anything. Whereas on a movie, you've basically got a per a twenty-hour ex- game experience, which has a lot of story and characters in. Like a Metal Gear Solid movie has got. 
I mean, each game is, you know, it's a long story and you've got to condense that down to an hour and a half. Like, you know, that's harder than condensing down a book. Um, or at least it's difficult. You know, it's not, it's not an easy task. I mean, well, I think Hollywood also could, could work as a movie. I mean, well, they're making it. They're, they're Jordan, I think, I can't remember his name now. It's like Jordan Vogue Roberts. He made Kong Skull Island. He's directing the Metal Gear Solid movie, but, you know, there's been no word on, like, casting or anything like that, I don't think. Um, but apparently he gets it. So we'll see. But... Like, yeah, like, I mean... I mean... Some, some, something like Metal Gear is essentially... You it's know, a movie. Work because... I mean, the, the, the game is all cutscenes. So, you know, it's already a movie. I mean, like, but like adapting Uncharted, for example, into a movie. I mean, when they they are with Tom Holland as a, a young Nathan Drake. You know that it could work because they're well, they're basically telling a prequel story. They're not adapting any of the games. They're telling an original story in their universe, which is why that movie will probably work. But if they were well, adapting I mean... Uncharted two into a film, they're not going to get all of the, the moments and nuances of that game. Yeah, well, but I think, again, I think something like Uncharted will work better because it's basically Indiana it's a story driven game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yes. it's a lot more story driven. I, mean, I mean, when games are story driven, I, I think they'd work better as uh, a film adaptation because obviously yeah. there's a story there that can be told. Yeah, when the when it's gameplay focused, then it's not really going to work. I mean, I think that's yes. probably part, I think that's yeah. part of the reason, like the Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat movies, and exactly like work particularly well no i mean exactly because people love mario because they enjoy the gameplay and you know the the mechanics and so making someone care or interested in a you know a mario movie you've got to characterize mario in such a way that he has never been characterized in any game and I, th- and I think that's probably part of Mario's appeal, because since he's so vague, then people can kind of like... They can just sort of make their own sort of... Yeah. I mean, it's like uh, it's like the, sort of the concerns with the, the new Joker movie. It's like with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. It's, you know, the, jo- the part of the appeal of the Joker is no one knows his origins. Um, and the fact that they're making a movie focused on his origins sort of has a bit, has a few people just, you know, a bit concerned. Um, which yeah, I mean, let's see. I mean, they're going so in depth in it. I mean, there was an origin for the Joker in the Tim Burton Batman movie, but that was all of what five minutes. <laughs> it was just a short scene, wasn't it? Well, it didn't. Yeah, it wasn't, he, well, it didn't he, Joker he, kill his he, parents he, in the? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, they didn't really like. All they basically had was he was basically a gangster, fell in a vat of acid, um, got injured, and then. And just went crazy. They didn't, yes. you know, they didn't go into depth about like the craziness per se. They were just basically like, uh, he used to have a life of crime, um, and he has, you know, higher yeah. tunes and all it's that. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. That exactly. Is, I mean, I'm, I'm open-minded. Like, you know. I mean, we've gone a bit of a tangent on the, you know, the potential future Mario movie, but like, I'm open-minded. If the if the movie looks good, I will watch it. I'm not gonna sit there with my arms crossed and be like, "You better make this Mario movie good. You better justify. You know, you better live up to the fans." I'm not gonna, I, you know, I'm not gonna do that. I will, I will take the movie as it is, which I've done with any video game movie. Like, 
you know, I, you know, the yeah, Final, uh, Final Fantasy is my favorite game series of all time, and there's uh, there's three Final Fantasy movies, and I love them. I think they're fantastic. The Spirits Within, Advent Children, uh, Kingsglaive, they are fantastic movies on my favorite game series. So I'm, you know, not many people can say that that they love the movie based on their, you know, their favorite game. And another um, another series that um, they've they've tried twice now is the Tomb Raider um, movies. I mean, I haven't seen the new one actually. I mean, I haven't seen the new one either, but the general consensus is it's alright. Okay. Yeah, especially. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, it made um, half decent money as well. And the the Angelina Jolie ones apparently made like a decent amount of money as well. And the thing it is, did, but he... apparently the the second one was much better than the first one. Um, but because people hated the first one, <laughs> the second one really didn't um, achieve what it wanted to. I thought they were both quite both successful. They were both successful. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I thought they were both quite good. I mean, it's quite funny how um, they were the good film... back then. I I implore you to watch them again and see if you still think that. Yeah, yeah okay, I'll give you that. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, the time, is... they, were, they were fine. They were fine. The, th- the thing is, like, uh, like the Tomb Raider, the Tomb Raider um, movies, and like the Uncharted movie that's coming up. I mean, they're all basically sort of variants on the Indiana Jones sort of like yeah, they are. storytelling aspects anyway, so they'll work. It's just that... I mean, again, they're story-driven games, aren't they? They're not gameplay-driven games. Like, that's yeah. why you can't make a fucking Tetris movie. That's just not going to work. Or, I mean, they made an Angry Birds movie. I, I mean, I, I don't think I watched it, but again, that's not really something that works. Um, I don't know. I mean... Space Invaders, that's not going to work as a film. There's just no story there. If you're going to make a story I mean, I, I, about Space Invaders, you know, you wouldn't, you know, just name it something else. I think, I think, I think, I think, you know, uh, what ironically the problem with animations is the fans of itself. Because, yes, um, definitely. I mean, I think the, the people I hate, well, some of the people I hate most are the people that say when a movie comes out that it's not as good as the book. I hate those people. I hate them. I mean, I, I, I'm. It depends. Again, it, de- it depends on what it is, because there have been times when you do get people though who just like, um, like the Star Wars movies, for example. There could be the the best Star Wars movie of all time could come out next year, but because it's not Empire Strikes Back, people are going to hate it. Yeah, and because I mean, uh, like, uh, there's people who love the Game of Thrones books, and they probably refuse to watch the show because they just. It's not, as good as the, it's not as good as the books, and I just hate that way I of mean, thinking. It's a different thing. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of because uh, I'm trying to think of an adaptation that like the books better. Um, I mean, there's an argument to be said. You know, the Harry Potter books are better than the films. You know, a lot of people say that, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 prefer, I, I prefer the films. I think the films are better than the books because I, 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 I probably, probably agree with that. If nothing else, because they've fleshed out the characters a bit more. I mean, yeah, I get that's, that's probably more. I, I will say, I will say, Lord of the Rings films are far more entertaining than the books. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and again, it goes back to you always prefer what you watch or you experience first. If you you know, if you watch the if you watch the Lord of the Rings movies before you've read the books, you're going to enjoy the movies more. If you've read the books first, then you're probably going to be more inclined to say that the books better. It just all depends on what you experience first, and and obviously that's a big part of the games. 
side of things, you, pretty much any ga- game movie that comes out, you're always going to play the game first. So it's got a lot to live up to. And there's a lot of the time why these movies aren't as well received as I wouldn't say they deserve because, I mean, no video game movies really blew me away. Um, I mean, I mean yeah. A lot, okay, yeah, I mean, a lot of things because I remember like everybody was making a big deal about how Angelina Jolie looked like Lara Croft and she was wearing the same the Lara Croft making a big deal about that and I was like yeah that's kind of cool but yeah. I don't think the costumes would be all and end all no it, I should, mean, it shouldn't look it shouldn't just look like the game because you're there so you might as well just be playing the game yeah, it's so difficult because it's got obviously have it you know still got to have a look and honour it but it's got to be more than that it's got to tell a really good story because it's a movie after all it's, it's, a, it's a really difficult thing to really grasp but if you are going to make a game into a movie it has to be a game that's more story focused but then you know my one of my favorite story based games is the last of us and that is a you know a 10 hour plus game where each scene in that 10 hours is important to the story and if that was to be adapted into a movie they would lose a lot of you know nuances and, and moments from the story you know, that I really enjoyed. And then I'd be one of those douchey people that says the game's better. Um, obviously, if it was a ga- if it was a series, you know, a 10-episode series that's captured every single moment from the game, then, you know, that's different. But then I've got the I game. Mean, I can just replay the game if I want to. Yeah. <laughs> right? So it's like... I mean, if you... I think if you actually broke down the amount... The amount of, like, video game... Like, movies that have been based on video games, like, if you... If you if you put more together, I'd argue that probably a little over 50% are not like great or anything, but they're perfectly serviceable movies. Like, yeah. if people if people were to t- take their fanboyism out and just watch the movie as a movie, they it, w- it would be a perfectly serviceable movie. Would it yeah. be memorable? Probably not. But um, Entertaining, uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, as downright terrible movies. I mean, not really. I mean, I think the only outright terrible, terrible ones would probably. I mean, and, and even then, like you could probably get some sort of like comedic value from it. Because I remember watching Mortal Kombat Annihilation, and even even at fourteen years old, I knew this was a terrible movie. But by God, I found it entertaining. <laughs> I know. I agree. I mean, as much as the Mario movie is terrible. If you were to say, look, I've got Mario on Blu-ray, do you want it? I would probably say yes. And I'd probably watch it. And, yeah, I, would like, just, oh. and I would just do it. It would just be a guilty pleasure at this point. These movies are guilty pleasures more than anything. Yeah, because uh, I mean, every, everybody loves um, like the cheesiness in Street Fighter where um, uh, Raul Julia's going, of course. Yeah, the Street Fighter movie. That was a great movie. you got Van Damme in there. Like, what would you want? It's a kung fu movie with Van Damme in more than anything. Or, or, or the bit where I, I mean I, I remember there was that bit where um Ch- uh, Chen Li's talking to M Bison like and he's like yes uh, you must remember the time that I killed your parents and da 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 but for me it was Tuesday <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like you, you just get lines like that that you're just like oh yeah I I just love this movie because of that one line or something yeah um and the more I mean I remember Mortal Kombat Annihilation was just like so cheesy bad because like the acting was terrible 
Yeah. Like the guy who plays Shao Kahn is like, yes, Outworld is merging with the hum- with the mortal realm, and it is glorious. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, I- I'm 14, and even I can tell that you- your acting is terrible. I'm, uh, it's um, but I mean, I've never watched it, but I mean, I remember watching the um, obviously like the movies like Doom and stuff. It's just cheesy. It's just good cheesy films. Uh, what? Yeah. Part of the appeal is the cheesy acting in these movies because these play- they're just playing video game characters at the end of the day. But yeah, but I think I mean, we um I think we're sort of running quite long. So any sort of final thoughts you want to wrap up on? Um, video game movies aren't inherently bad. They're mostly okay, I guess. If you if you take <laughs> if you take them, if you take them for what they are. But I mean, there, there are worse movies out there. There are, there are, and I think moving forward, I think for successful adaptations of video games, it's really got to focus on the characters and the story. Yeah. Um, it can throw back to some gameplay if it wants, but I mean, I think, I think basing games in the mo- in the universe rather than straight up adapting the games are are a better way to go. I mean that that's that's probably also a better shout because I mean what I mean I, again I'll probably have to give the Assassin's Creed movie a watch, but like it sounds like it's an Assassin's Creed movie. It's just not based on any prior like game or anything. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I mean I remember I read like an interview with one of the guys, one of the heads at Ubisoft, how they can basically say. How they were basically saying, "Oh, well, we can keep, hypothetically keep making Assassin's Creed games for as long as we want because we can just take a setting and just, you know, that's, that's, do, yeah. that's it." Yeah, there'd be no shortage. Yeah, but so, okay, well, um, well, you should definitely watch Wreck It Ralph in the interim. Yeah, um, I might try and watch Tomb Raider. And we'll reconvene next time. Oh, uh, before we go, you, you're one of those funny, the funny thing about um, Lara Croft, um, in, uh, upper class uh, English uh, archaeologist. What? She's been played by an American and a Swede. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's faithful casting. <laughs> we should kick off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, awesome, man. Well, um, we'll catch you up next week. All right, yeah, catch you then. Right, well, we should have, like, a really good um, sign-off, but I suppose we'll have to work on that. Um... Just silence. <laughs> <laughs>